T-Mobile has talked about its nationwide 5G network all year long, but what does 5G look like for T-Mobile in 2021? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me is T-Mobile CEO Mike Sievert, who's sitting down with me for the final part of a three-part interview. All right, well, I want to talk about 5G more broadly. Uh, you know, I've said I've maintained this for a while. When it comes to 5G, the biggest reason to upgrade right now is FOMO. Uh, it's really, I, I don't see a compelling reason to buy 5G right now beyond future-proofing yourself for the coming years as these networks get more mature. But I, I'm curious, from your perspective, what is the killer app of 5G? When you're talking to a customer about 5G, what is your reason to buy one, buy a phone to upgrade to 5G now? Well, Roger, first of all, I'll say I've been an internet user since the mid-90s. And in that entire era, and I've been in the industry for most of those years, I've never seen a moment where this industry has been able to meet the insatiable demand of consumers and businesses for wider and wider capacity and faster and faster speeds. And so, and, and at every era, people ask cynical questions like, isn't it enough? Will people really use all this? Do they want broadband, et cetera? Isn't dial-up enough? Or, you know, do they really need all that fiber? Isn't, isn't everybody going to lose money? Or what about 4G? The answer is yes. They're going to they're gonna need that speed. They're going to need that capacity. And what happens is innovators see the capacity and they respond and create the solutions. You know, I worked in 4G, uh, a, a company that's part of T-Mobile now called Clearwire when 4G was starting. And we really thought 4G was going to be about faster loading of pictures on picture phones because that was the world we lived in. And what happened instead was Apple and Google and Facebook and uh, Instagram and Snapchat and so many other companies, some of the biggest in the world and also teams and garages, created innovations that completely transformed our digital and mobile lifestyles. I mean, we live in a totally different world today than we could have possibly envisioned at the beginning of the 4G era. And that's going to happen again because innovators will see what we're building and what it enables, and they'll create the solutions that customers demand. You just can't see them all yet. I can tell you this though, those software and hardware innovators are going to need 5G capacity that works everywhere, not on certain street corners of certain towns like Verizon's solution. And so it again shows that the promise of 5G, things like augmented reality and applications that, you know, self-driving cars, uh, telemedicine, applications that require breakthroughs and speed, capacity, latency, those things need to work everywhere not just in certain places for the innovations to be worth investing in by hardware and software innovators. And again, that shows why T-Mobile's strategy will be the leading strategy in the 5G era. Well, the, yeah, the idea that 5G needs to be everywhere is definitely one I want to follow up on. But before we get to that, just in terms of the network that's here today, for really a, a majority of Americans who you know open up their boxes with their iPhone 12s, tap into 5G for the first time, the network speeds we've found have been you know underwhelming. Uh, in terms of a speed boost, whether the, the speeds are moderately better, sometimes even slower than 4G in some instances. I, I'm just curious, especially after the years of hype and marketing around 5G, you know, how you sort of deal with uh, what could be a disappointing or underwhelming first impression of 5G for a lot of users. Well, that, you know, that same thing happened at the beginning of the 4G era before all that rapid transformation that I just talked about. And so, you know, we're at the very, very beginning. It matters who's out in front, and that's T-Mobile. And what you're talking about is where does a network have more than just a low band layer? So T-Mobile has a dedicated, fat, 
low band layer nationwide, again, covering more square miles than AT&T and Verizon combined, 1.4 million. And there you get speeds moderately faster than 4G LTE. So that's good. But what we're doing on top of that is investing in the depth, the mid band layer, that's going to hit 100 million people by the end of this year. And in that layer, uh, which again will be widely pervasive in comparison to AT&T and Verizon, you're getting 300 megabits per second on average, many times faster than LT. My second speed test when I opened my iPhone a few days ago from my home was 267 megabits per second. Um, that's I've never seen that on my phone before, and that's a breakthrough. Now, there's an interesting question that says, is it even better if you see a gigabit? I don't know. Uh, you know, if a tree falls in a forest and no one can see it, is it that exciting? I don't know um, yet whether on those certain street corners where millimeter wave exists, um, if there's not a glass pane or a brick or a leaf in the way, and you get that gigabit speed, whether it matters to anybody, we'll see. If it does, we're there. We have millimeter wave spectrum too, more than AT&T has, and we're ready to deploy it as the top layer of our low, mid, and ultra-wideband layer cake. Well, exactly. You've got it in six markets right now, and here in New York City, we've got it uh, to, to a limited extent. What are your plans for rolling out millimeter wave? Is that is it going to be done in parallel, or is that sort of the, the final stage after you get mid-band and low-band rolled out? It's in parallel, but it's anywhere where that extra capacity is of real advantage to the customer. And you know, you mentioned Manhattan. It's a perfect example where we have low and mid-band, and then the idea of ultra-wideband millimeter wave spectrum that's there as a capacity augment. And by the way, where the connectivity can be established by the mid-band. And so it, it's there to add, not to try to stand alone. And it's not that good when it tries to stand alone. And everybody has sort of started to realize that now. Um, so, you know, that, that's how we see it as the top layer of a layer cake based on millimeter wave, mid band and low band, and nobody's got the combination that we have. And we're investing in that rollout faster than anyone's ever seen using the proceeds of the synergies of our merger transaction in order to fund that rapid build out. Yeah. And look, the, the mid band stuff, you guys are rolling out really fast. What, and you know, you're sort of seeing the layer cake take form at least this year, what does 5G look like in 2021 for T-Mobile? And for T-Mobile customers, what can they expect? Well, you're going to expect wide, wide rollout of low band and mid band at very, very high capacities. That means hundreds of megabits per second available to tens of millions of people nationwide. And that's exciting. And by the way, that capacity also allows us to accelerate the migration of the legacy Sprint base onto the destination T-Mobile network because we need the capacity to serve both bases of customers. And so the other thing that's happening is all those tens of millions of Sprint customers are, are going to go from a network experience that was traditionally last in the industry to the best. And that is going to surprise and delight people. They're already seeing advantages because we've turned on all kinds of roaming capabilities. But domiciling those Sprint customers on the T-Mobile network at the time it's emerging as by far the best network in this country, that's so exciting. Yeah, Jen. Obviously, we've been talking a lot about speed. And speed's a big deal. But you know, obviously, 5G is more than that. For 2021, are we actually going to start to see some of these applications, not just on the phone, but just in general with 5G get built out. Because right now, it's a lot of the talk is just about on your phone and speeds. And 5G, the promise of 5G has always been a lot more than that. So what exactly do you see happening in 2021 when it comes to taking advantage of some of these speeds and the networks that are being built out? 
I see applications happening that take advantage of not just the speeds, but the capacity. Uh, because right now, you know, this industry has taken some liberties with the term unlimited. You know, Verizon's got three flavors of unlimited, really unlimited, somewhat unlimited, you know, not so unlimited. Uh, so as capacities expand in this industry, the leader in unlimited, T-Mobile, we're going to be able to pour capability into our network so your phone can do things it could have never done before. And that's really exciting. Uh, to people. So it's speed, but it's also capacity. And augmented reality is certainly an example of something that requires a lot of capacity uh, for a, a, a network device to be able to perceive the world around, send high capacity, high definition images into the cloud, have those processed and then sent back as valuable added information. That's very uh, consumptive. And those kinds of things are going to be rolling out in the 5G era. You know, again, I, I look at things like telepresence, which you know, honestly, until 4G was not a mainstream idea. Um, 4G brought us FaceTime and Hangouts and Skype, et cetera. And finally, people were using uh, video. 2020 really thrust it into mainstream for all the wrong reasons. And you know what? It's still not like being there. You just don't have the feeling of being there, being able to look around the room with high resolution, low latency so we can speak over each other and have a real conversation, eye contact. There's so many innovations that can come. Uh, I'm you know, personally just so excited about what's ahead. And we're going to be looking back a decade from now thinking, oh, you know, remember when we thought 5G would just be your traditional old smartphone running a little faster? No, you know, it's a transformational technology. Thanks for your time, Mike. You can check out all of our 5G coverage on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or send me a text message by signing up at 646-461-4291. Also, please subscribe and rate the show. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.